It's a morning to remember Queen Elizabeth II, who died at 96. An extraordinary woman. And we've spoken to a number of people who had the great good fortune to work with her, great good fortune to spend time with her in a capacity that very few people would have had. And one of those was Claire Lady McKinnon, who joins me now, wife of Sir Don McKinnon, who spent many years in London. Good evening to you. And good morning to you, Kerry. Very sad, because you and Don had a personal relationship with the Queen beyond just a working relationship. Yeah, it is a very, very sad evening here in London, and uh, heavens have opened for the first time in ages. And it was grey all afternoon as reports were coming in unofficially that actually the Queen had died. Uh, they were not publicised. I think um, I think no media organisation would ever jump the gun, but uh, there were well, there were certainly um, contacts with the Whitehall saying that uh, she had gone. And I think um, the community here in London is adjusting to it by probably gathering together as they mm. have outside the gates of Buckingham Palace waiting for that flag to be lowered. And people, I guess, just coming together to salute somebody who'd been around as the monarch for most of their life. Many of them had never met her, but sort of still felt a personal connection. And for us, I'm not going to claim a deep personal friendship, but we saw her quite often and Don more often than I did when we were in London. And she was always sparkly, chatty, uh, business-like when she needed to be. But, you know, you got a sense that there was there was grit, but also a genuine smile when mm. it was appropriate. Um, you know, when the the occasion required, she just rose to it. And it will very, be very, very hard for people to, I think, adjust to life without her. You know, actually even referring to the king will seem very mm. foreign to mm. many people. I mean, she was an older woman, but you got a sense that somehow she would endure and to work right up to the almost the last hour of her death is just just seems to be so so emblematic of, of who she was. Well, you know, it's hard to believe that the day before yesterday she saw said farewell to Boris Johnson mm. and uh, you know, managed the transition to Liz Truss mm. and then presumably retired, having done the last of her duties and uh, relaxed into that deep sleep from which she's not going to wake up again. Yeah. I can't believe that you had her round for lunch. I would have been in a complete state having her round to my home. How, how on earth did that come about? Because she didn't do it very often, did she? She didn't go into people's homes. She invited people to lunch, but very seldom went to theirs. Well, as we understand it, she seldom uh, went to private homes. Hadn't been for some years at the time she agreed to our invitation to come for lunch before we left um, the UK. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a tribute to the relationship she developed with Don as Secretary General. And uh, actually, the day before was Commonwealth Day, and I'd fallen down the stairs the day before that <laughs> and had said to her at Commonwealth Day, um, as she noticed I had my arm in a sling, she said, oh, dear, we'd probably better have not come for lunch. And I said, oh, my God, the next worst thing other than falling down the stairs and having my arm in a sling would be if you cancel coming to lunch, please come. <laughs> and they did. But uh, the secret to all of that was actually keeping it quiet mm. and enlisting the help of some some good people who could maintain confidentiality, like giving the lovely Peter Gordon, 
to come and do the cooking. And, um, you know, that, that enabled to, her to arrive um, in a very low-key fashion, a lovely green Jaguar with only one car quietly following her, minimum security around the house. We've checked out ahead of time, but, you know, it was not invasive security around her. And um, it was a lovely occasion. It was just the four of us. And I'm aware that not many people ever get that opportunity to talk really frankly with um, somebody who's seen so many prime ministers, so many decades of change over so many countries. And, yeah, uh, they're memories I'll cherish. Oh, I bet. What did you serve? Did you get given guidelines about what she could eat or like to eat? Well, we sort of had a pretty good idea that the Duke of Edinburgh didn't like fancy food, which <laughs> right. kind of suited Don. Yeah. He doesn't like fancy food. So Peter did, of course, do wonderful fancy food, but he just toned down the description of it on the little menu card. And um, I said to him, you better take out, you know, um, with a valute of such and such and yeah. just leave it very plain. And he was very smart and did that. Um, it was to my, I know it's a terrible thing, I can't remember some of these things. I have it written down somewhere, but mm. I'm pretty sure it was um, it was lamb. Um, I hope it was New Zealand lamb. It's possible it was Welsh. <laughs> but anyway, it all went down very well. Um, and the Queen brought her own drink. Um, Did she? She normally does supply whatever she would like to drink. And I think it was Dubonnet. And um, yeah, she does. she is not a great fan of wine. Interestingly, the woman with one of the greatest private sellers in the world was not a fan of wine, and she did tell me that she'd gone to a vineyard in New Zealand and done the duties at some stage, but she said, I actually had to drink the wine, and I'm sure it was delicious, but it's not mine. It's not my favourite drink. Wow. So she does a BYO, or was, did a BYO was, bless her with the Dubonnet? She did a B, she did a BYO, but in the classiest of ways, and, and it really was um, a lovely and memorable occasion. And what did you talk about? Did you talk about family or horse? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's traditional, of course, that you don't actually talk about what you talk about. But I think oh, I see. Things, Sorry, yes. um, that it's okay. Well, I think one of the things that it's okay to talk about. She was at that time concerned about um, about Prince Harry because he was featuring in a documentary about his involvement in conflict mm. and she was just concerned that perhaps it would show him in a light that could possibly intensify um, attention on his role in the, the armed services right. and you know we, t- we talked about her love of horses I mean she and Don that's mm. one of the things they gelled on they both loved horses they both had a mutual friend uh, in Wyoming and they um, yeah they could yeah. probably talk about horses forever what a shame it was before you joined a syndicate and had an interest in racehorses of your own. You'd have well, been able to true. chime my own, in. My own, ex- my own experience of horses has not been quite so positive, but I was able to volunteer that I had once been on a horse, in and out on the same horse, and straight <laughs> off and never on again. I think just confirming for her that I'm pretty much a tarny. But um, no, look, she was a woman really for all seasons. She couldn't pick and choose her seasons when you think about it. She had to go with prime ministers she either personally did or didn't like, presidents she did or didn't like. She had to host people at state visits who included, um, you know, Donald Trump. She, she'd had, you know, the previous uh, appalling dictator from Romania. Um, and she was just uh, up to it. She, if she did, had to do it for her country, she did it.
She was remarkable. It's lovely to get those memories. Thank you so much, Claire. We appreciate it. Welcome, Kerry. That was uh, Claire Lady McKinnon, wife of Sir Don McKinnon, talking about the day the Queen came to lunch. Very few people would be able to talk about.